Welcome to Backstage with Becca B with special guest Zuren Villanueva. Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of Backstage with Becca B. On this episode, her first Broadway show was Shuffle Along in 2016. She has been in both The Lion King and Mean Girls on Broadway, was in the off-Broadway production of Clueless, and is currently on the national tour of Tina the Musical, where she plays Tina Turner. Please welcome Zoran Villanueva. Hi! How are you? Good! So good! So glad we could, uh, we could figure out a time to do this. I know your schedule is insane. Yeah, I just got back from vacation and I, all kinds of things. Oh, where'd you go on vacation? I went to Costa Rica. Oh, so fun. I know yeah. there's like set vacation dates that you get like throughout the year, probably when you're on a tour. Yeah, we get one week. Oh my gosh. So you're like, got to plan it all out and enjoy every moment and take it Yeah, all and I, you don't plan it well because you're busy, so. Right, right. So you have to be like, okay, well, I'll kind of kind of plan it that. It kind of ends up being what it's going to be and you just got to yeah. well, Hopefully it was great. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I, I can't imagine it not being great. It, I've heard scenery there. It's fantastic. Not my best work, but but pretty good still. <laughs> You're like, I've planned better, but. But. <laughs> so how are you? I'm sure like it's kind of a bummer being back from vacation, but you get to perform on stage and do what you love. Yes, yes, yes. I'm, uh, I just did a show, my first show last night. So we're tired <laughs> yes I can imagine I can imagine and you're in, I'm gonna get into it That's later. I sound like that I'm gonna get into it later but you're in a show I saw it on Broadway that yeah. a lot of energy every night oh yeah like yeah I guess the word is energy but it feels like so much more than just energy it's I don't know what else, but it is, yeah. Like yeah. coffee IVs and stuff. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh yeah, but I can't, I can't drink coffee because <gasps> I Oh my gosh. I, I should, so I can't drink coffee. So what do I do? I take vitamin B. <gasps> vitamin B is really great. And then what else do I do? Besides sleep. I don't know how you don't drink coffee. I people who don't drink coffee, I'm like, how do you? How do you? I, do I think I'm complaining. My little, my, I, I like if I have like props, like they shake and I drop them. Oh my god. I'm like literally, how do you do life without coffee? Oh my god, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, make it a work. Make it a work. I mean, obviously. So I want to know. Speaking of uh, performing your career, when have you always known that you wanted to be a performer? And when was the moment you realized you wanted to be a performer? Performer. <laughs> well, I wanted to be an actor. I never saw it as like a performer. I wanted to be an actor when I was like seventh grade. Ooh. Yeah. So like I was kind of like on that. So were you? Like, how did you go about getting into that? Were you, did you, like, tell your parents or? Yes, I declared to my mother. Very and, and she was like, oh, okay, cute. She was like, oh, okay. 
yeah, and like she she took me to lots of uh, plays and such all the time. Aww. Now yeah. I have to ask because the last person I interviewed was like I put on shows in my living room. Did you ever do that? Do you have that face? Yes, but I I mean I was an only child. I'm my mother's only child, so like for no one else but me <laughs> the one woman shows it was it was just for my enjoyment it's like you know you have your little play drawer did you have a play drawer are your play things in it and I last... these skirts and I used to put on every single skirt because I wanted to have oh, yeah. big heavy skirts yeah like at once too <laughs> no like from the 1900s, you know, oh like gosh. big, big hoop skirt. So I put on every single skirt so it can be nice and big. Mm-hmm. And then I would play Nutcracker <gasps> and dance around the living room because I, I was the queen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Of course. And if anyone got up, you get mad at them. <laughs> but there's no one there. So no one to interrupt me. <laughs> so did you like set up like little like like stuffed animals or dolls or anything to watch you ever you know I don't really recall doing that (laughs) I don't recall I really just recall just doing it just doing it for you (laughs) yeah oh my gosh that's so cute mom I don't know but that's That's when you know you enjoy it yeah, I was like, I don't need an audience. We yeah. are just we're doing this. That's when you know you're in, you enjoy it. You're doing it for you. You're doing it because you love it. Yeah. Yes, I love that. Exactly. So growing up, how did you work on becoming a well-rounded performer? How did I? Just going to class. So I did dance class and then I did, I did dance class and You know, then it goes to acting class and then it was singing class later. Um, but like I had to convince my mom because she didn't want me to quit dancing. It's like, mommy, please. And so I promised her that I would continue um, dancing if she let me switch to acting. Ooh, I promised I her, mommy, I will stay in class. I will go to class every week. You have my word. And I did. I went to class every week. And it turns out that it was good to have that in my back pocket. I needed yes. that. Dance was literally my way in. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I was going to say, looking at your resume, like, I don't know how you would, like, these shows require dance, different forms of dance, all of them. Sure they do. But they definitely sure they require dance. Exactly. Exactly. So. Yes. Yeah, mom, you know, mom's always right. And I think deep down, I knew that I would need it. I was like, I promise I will, I promise. But hey, dance, I was talking about dance with someone else earlier and I was saying that dance requires like that work, a work ethic, like a special, like a work ethic that is hard to like get into and vibe with at first. It requires like the same work ethic as gymnastics does. Well, that, that worth ethic is what helped me in the other, the other disciplines. So like when other actors were just goofing off and not doing their scene, I was like, we have to do our scene. Right. You're like, <laughs> my dance teacher would be so mad at us right now. You know what I mean, like we need to do our homework. We need to do our research. We need to do what we need to do. 
and like they were like oh chill out and I'm like no 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 it's not gonna get done by itself we got to we have to do it right <laughs> it's the same thing with singing like um many people around me in my those classes had been singing since they were a kid so they were kind of more relaxed and I was like no I have I have benchmarks to make I have things to do I must sing every single day for 30 minutes I must Ooh. so like, like that yeah. is impressive. I that did it every single day of college. Every single day. Wow. How do you keep your voice like in check and like steady when you're doing that every single day? I mean, I guess. Well, I mean, back then it was fine. I was like 20 years old. Like, it's fine. <laughs> you know, in 30 minutes, 30 minutes is a good yeah. amount. It's too much. When you start talking about like singing like three hours a day, that's too much. Yes. No, even like two hours a day. That's too much, you know, but 20 minutes a day. Yes. That will keep you in good, good vocal health. So like, yeah, I was doing 20 minutes a day. I was like, I must at least do 30. And I'm like, okay, I got to, you know, a piece in between classes, go down there, do my joint real quick and then go to class, you know, so that I could develop my voice faster so I could catch up to my other classmates. I mean, it probably helps stamina wise too to just like do that 30 minutes a day. It's like work, it's like yeah. working out on like a treadmill. It is, it's a muscle. You gotta work it. Absolutely. Yes. So do you have a show, whether it's a show or or like a recital or something that has helped you that you think helped you in your career the most? Like that taught you the most before you made your Broadway debut? You mean like from school? Like regional wise or school wise? Mm. Or even dance recital wise? <laughs> mm. Mm. It's, oh my God, it's so true what they say that like, like you start forgetting things. Like, like I just turned 30 not so long ago and like, it's like, oh, this is what they're talking about. It's like hard to remember. Oh my God, <laughs> it's happening. So I'm 32, so tw twinning, but like also you don't- Why are you look so young? Yes, <laughs> girl, you look 22. You don't feel 30. When you turn 30, oh. you're like, what happened? <laughs> what is this? Yeah, you're like, no, 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 no. I'm still- 24. I can't believe it. I totally thought you were like 24, tops. <laughs> no, I get that a lot. I get that a lot. Me too, me too. They are like, oh, you're 25. And I'm like, right. yeah, like thank you. Yes, I am. <laughs> you're like, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. And when you get ID'd and stuff, you're like, here. <laughs> card me, card me. Card, yeah, please card me. Please continue. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I'm actually technically 32, so that's funny. Ooh. Um, so what happened was, I think, I mean, I think my years at Howard University did it, like, because that was the first time I was really doing musicals. Um, well, I did musicals in summer camp as well. That was my first building block too. When I was 15. <laughs> But um, I knew it would be doing. <laughs> but um, I think 
I think my dance teachers and I think all my teachers prepared me because they would like, they would throw so many um, obstacles in our way, good obstacles, healthy obstacles, you know, where it's like, you have to dress up to go to the theater and you have to come and stretch and do body conditioning and you have to you know, create your own show. We had to do our own cabarets for senior year. You know, like all of these little tiny things that help you think about what exactly it is you want, what exactly it is you see yourself in this business um, just by doing it. Um, I had a makeup class where it was the most, one of the most intense classes of my college career. I you can know, imagine. I hate tenacity and persistence and attention to detail that we needed to do in order to get these faces done. Like you kind of, I feel like that led me to feel a little bit indestructible. Like, like if oh, you know, oh, I can't get in to see this audition. I'm like, well, I'll just wait. You're I'll like, well, I'm a makeup artist too. So. You know, no, I mean, like, just so like, like makeup artist, just not quitting, you know? Yeah. That's just the idea of you hear no, and then it's like, or it's not good enough yet. And you're like, all right, I'll fix it. I'll be back. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Okay. I was like, oh, bet. I'll, I'll be back. Did you know. taking those like makeup classes make you feel like an actual like artist and like 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 drawing painter artist? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I, I can imagine to understand shade and light. We must. Oh, it's all about like, shade and light. Everything. Now I can. Oh my gosh! See, and that's why I'm not good at drawing or painting. So that's why I'm not going to make. But if you look at it, in ter- if you look at whatever you want to draw in terms of shade and light, changes it. Oh my gosh. So you mentioned like doing, um, like putting on your own like cabaret in college. And I was going to get into this later because I saw a bit of info about this, but um, you also like write and I saw. So you like write stuff. Yeah. So did that get you into writing or was it before that where you were like, I also want to write and create? No, this is kind of much later. Um, I'm the only person in my family that's a performer. I'm the only person that does it. So like, and I always felt like, oh, the odd man out, like, where did I get this from? Like, I'm the only person doing this. Everyone else is in law. Like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what I discovered was that both my parents are writers. I didn't really realize that, but they are. Because yes. this is right. It's like all they do. <laughs> literally it's literally all they do my dad is a lawyer so yeah literally that too oh my god what kind um oh I don't even know <laughs> I watched one law law um tv show in my life so I know nothing about law <laughs> so yes yeah, so he's a criminal defense lawyer you write the opening statement the closing arguments you you write you write yes. so like I was like oh my god he's a writer but you don't think about that. You think he's a lawyer. And, and you're like, oh, wait. My mother like went back to school for English and she used to write poetry. And I'm like, oh. she writes. <laughs> I was okay. like, my parents write. That's what they do. And um, 
And when I was little, I would watch, I would write poetry when I was little, but I was just playing yeah. around. Then I found that when I was a teenager and I was angry, I would write monologues because it would help me just get it out or whatever. Yes. I was always journaling. I was like that journaling kid, but I didn't think of that as writing. I'm writing down what happened to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're like all the other kids do this. <laughs> Not necessarily. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like, but you think that everyone does it because you see like movies where all these kids have diaries and stuff and you're like, exactly. it's normal. Exactly. And then during the pandemic, I started getting all these ideas for different plays and movies and remakes. And I was like, I should, well, we're not doing anything else. Let me see if I suck. Yes. Oh my just gosh. Writing, just started writing more, but I always wrote poetry. Poetry is like the one thing that I always wrote. Like after breakups, I would write poet poetry and stuff like that. But like, yeah, that's just a poem. That's just for me, whatever. Like, and then behold and behold, I'm like, I have been writing my whole life. But you're like, this is stuff. You're like, I can do something out of this. Yeah, I don't know if it's good yet, but we're working on it. Okay. <laughs> but I also like I did write, I did write my first professional cabaret in 20, what is that? Right before the pandemic. So 2019. And I wrote this, like, I wrote the blurbs that you say in between the songs and I presented it to my voice teacher. I was like, Hey, what do you think? And he was like, he was like, Oh, well, you know, it was really well, well written. And I was like, really? You're like, okay, thank you. <laughs> it yes, was so yes. And he writes, he writes like musicals. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> That's so, like the highest praise because I feel like as like, you never believe in your craft initially until someone else does. I didn't even know it was a craft. I was like focusing on performing and I'm like, oh, oh. it's so funny how it sneaks up on me. Oh my gosh, I love that. So do you have like any goals like as as a um, writer right now? Yes, I need to finish my ebook. I have an editor oh. and I'm finishing my ebook. It is basically um, the unspoken rules of Broadway, basically everything outside of performance, you know, business things, tips, you know, all of the stuff that you don't really learn until you're doing it. Um, I don't, I noticed that in school, we're not learning too much about the business of it. We're starting to learn more. People are starting to focus on it more, which is great. So, and this is like going to be based on my experience. And so like, I'll have stories in there, like this happened and then I learned this and this happened and then I learned that. <laughs> and I'm like, and then I stopped doing this. <laughs> and real, like, life, real life stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, let make it fun because like I wanted to make it so like even if you're not in the industry, you might still want to read it just because maybe you're a fan of musicals, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. So like, yeah, yeah. Wow. So does this have a title yet for people to look out for or should just people just like stay on top of it and look at and be like. Yeah, it's definitely it's coming out this year. Ooh. I'm so close. It's like half halfway done. Um, well, I'm sure it's going to come of like great use to a lot of people. I hope so. I hope so. And, um, and it's going to be called stay booked. Ooh. Okay. Love that. You know, like it's about, it's about keeping the job once you have yeah. it. Ooh. <laughs> which is a side of, which is a side I'm sure doesn't get, I don't think gets explored a lot. 
No, it doesn't. Cause you're like, get the job, get the job. Get yeah. the job. And mm-hmm. then you're like, okay, good. I have it. Right. What happens once you get this job though? <laughs> what, yeah. What happens after the rehearsal? Like, let's, let's plan on good things. Like, well, I feel like so often in this business, you plan on not working. And I'm like, what happens if you work all the time? Now what? How do you stay sane? Okay. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Yes. And it's like, you gotta, like, I mean, in this world, you gotta work all the time to make that living too. Okay. Sure. Reality of stuff. Yes. Yeah, so um, that is called Stay Booked and it's coming out soon in 2020. Coming soon. So I'll put info about that in the description for sure. Oh. Um, so I want to talk about The Lion King because what a cool show to, it was your Broadway debut? No, my Broadway debut was Shuffle Along. Okay, Shuffle Along. Okay, so it's like, I, was, I wasn't sure because the order was like a little confusing on, I, on the um, IBDB platform, but. Uh, oh, you were on IBDB? The IBDB site? IBDB. Yeah. The Broadway one. I don't think I can fix that. Can I fix that? I don't know. I know on IMDB they allow you to like edit. Yeah, I can fix it on IMDB, but I don't know if IBDB. I I don't know anything about about editing for that website. You might be able to email. (laughs) I probably do. Okay, so, well, since I just talked about The Lion King, I want to talk about, I'm going to talk about The Lion King first and then I'll get to shuffle along because I have questions about both. But, so, for The Lion King, like, what a cool show still. Um, it's a Disney show that everyone grow or a Disney movie that everyone grows up with as a kid and that, like, God knows how many times I, I watched it and my parents had to watch it with me. But how cool was it to be cast in that? And what was your audition process like? Um, it was very quick. Um, obviously, Lion King is like one of those pillars of Broadway. So you audition for it many times. And then you're like, you don't really think about it about much. It's kind of like like what Hamilton is becoming as well. Like you audition for it all the time. And so you're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you get desensitized after a while. So like I wasn't really thinking much of it. And I really wasn't thinking that I would get it for whatever reason. Because you audition for it all the time. So you don't really yeah. expect to get it. <laughs> um it was a it was a pretty quick um thing, but we did they had us, they moved us in, you know, the frame of you know, the head work and all that stuff. They moved us. Perfect. They had us, they had us sing chorus parts because this was for Soprano One. So they had us singing Soprano One and it is high. I'm not, it is high. It is. Uh, I can imagine. I mean, it's one, it's numbered one. It is is higher than a lot of Soprano parts in a lot of shows. That's all. Wait a second. (laughs) We are giving full opera high. So, so, but much to my surprise, because I had never tried it. I was trying the solo stuff. They had me do Nala stuff, that kind of stuff. But I was not ready for them to do that. So when they were like plunking those high notes, I was like, well, let's see. I don't know. I know. <laughs> and I, I was like, let me go for it. And much to my surprise, I was like, oh, I actually hit these notes. Yeah. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so when I, I did the audition, I was kind of like, I got the notes. I don't care. Like, I was just like proud of myself for doing the notes. 
I'm um, like, I'm ready for Phantom. <laughs> yeah. And then, right? I'm ready for Phantom. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then I booked it and then I did a year that was the year before the pandemic. Oh, so you you probably got attached to that show like right as the pandemic and everything started to happen or were like already I had been there a year I had been there a year when the pandemic happened so you're already at like the point where you're like so attached to the show were you planning on going or were you planning on staying with the show I was planning on staying a little bit longer not that much longer but a little bit longer um and then that happened and then everything was different and then I felt like I told myself that I would go back if I didn't get another job. And this was July, July. Everyone came back the end of August yeah. or the middle of August. So it's July and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go back. And then lo and behold, this play comes out of nowhere. And I'm like, a play. You a wait a second. Play. A straight play. Which, if you're a musical theater actress, straight plays come few and far between because there's this um, misconception that all musical theater actors cannot act. But I trained as a straight actor, so I could always act. I but mean, having so many musicals on your resume, people start making assumptions. So I, I made a decision to seek out plays when I could, if I could, how I could. Yes. So like when that came up, I was like, a play. So I had to take it. Oh Even my God. It was like, no, but I took it anyway. Okay. That brings up, I might go more out of order because that brings up like one of my other questions that I have down the list about, uh, about like the comedy shows that you've done. But um, so what is the rehearsal process like for The Lion King, first of all, because it's a very like, it's a very puppet heavy show and you have to get like the movements down. I feel like it's a different kind of dance. It's but different. you're acting through the puppets and through dancing in that show. It's different from any other show you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. It's Would different. It, yeah, it's different than them all. Um, it makes it bad. Like, yeah, like, we actually don't even do the puppets. They rehearse you completely without the puppets for a couple weeks. Oh my gosh. So you're like, they just want to make sure you're aligned and that your, your body looks the way, like they give you the puppets last. Also, it takes them time to build the puppets. So they're not, because every puppet fits your particular head shape. That makes sense too. So that takes that takes time for them to build the doggone thing as well. So like you get the puppets way late, actually. So it is so it's um it's a gradual process versus physical, then the vocals, then the language, because we're singing in um uh Osan, Zulu and that kind of stuff. So there's like how many different languages? I just looked up looked at this a couple oh, yeah. days ago about like the there's like stats about the Lion King with like the different languages that are in the Lion King. Girl, I can tell you. Like, I, don't know. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's a lot. <laughs> but we have we have a dialect coach and like 
all of the different clicks. And so, so you have to learn the language, you have to learn the music, you have to learn the movement, and then we get to the puppet. So like, it's a month process. Wow. So they bring you in and they're like, okay, this isn't gonna happen overnight. <laughs> oh, no, 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 whole month. Yeah, they're like, we, we can't maybe, put you in the Maybe a month, maybe longer. Yeah. Wow. So why do you think The Lion King is the longest running uh, Disney show on Broadway? It, it, def- it defies all it defies all um all definitions of what we think a musical is it is completely a show of its own accord it doesn't follow anything it is a show where you are able as a performer to be the biggest version of yourself of the character and as big as you can get you can always get bigger which is always cool. There is no cap to how big you can be. Sure. Um, which doesn't happen with other shows. Um, it's, I, I, I it's don't a description. I don't know what to tell you. I feel like it's a show where like every day, every show, eight times a week, you just hear like gasps from the audiences every time like the show starts because they don't realize like they like maybe some people like look up the show description and like see that the show is like entirely puppets basically but I don't think people realize what to what extent the puppets make up the show yeah yeah so it's pretty and like when they go through like the orchestra and stuff it's just like wow it crazy how everything comes together for that show I can't like I can't imagine how extreme that rehearsal process is (laughs) so I'm gonna get into shuffle along but you mentioned acting and you mentioned you're you mentioned that you're an actress first basically so I want to want to talk about um Mean Girls and Book of Mormon because I've heard comedy is like some of the hardest material to do so as an actress why do you think tackling a show with comedy is so important oh I think it's important because it makes you understand timing and timing can help you in drama um yeah uh, comedy is math it's math it's timing it's it's a rhythm and you learn the rhythm and once you learn the rhythm once the rhythm is inside of your body you can play anything around it. It's really magical. Comedy is a magical, magical piece of what we do. How do you think like being in those shows has helped you with others, tackle other shows musical-wise? Because the rhythm, I learned the rhythm. Yeah. Big up up to Casey Nicola, thank you so much. Oh my gosh, that dancing is insane. Um, Oh yeah, yeah, no, he's gonna get you. He gonna get you. And he's a lefty, so he's gonna get you to do it on the left side. Ooh. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, he's gonna get you. So like, it was really great. I was actually ending up being ambidextrous because now I could do my left kick was as strong as my right kick, and my left turn was as strong as my right turn because he's a lefty. So I had to. I had no choice. Oh my gosh! So when oh, you're yeah. in audition rooms for like dancing stuff, you're gonna you just, be like, like do it on the left side. You're like, go. let's go. I can do anything. What do you want me to do? 
Yeah, but he understands the timing, you know? Yeah. He, he knows that timing and being in his shows has given me that. And I love it. Yes. And you understudied some roles in Mean Girls too. So you were an understudy for Karen, I saw. Karen and Gretchen. And Gretchen. And I mean, both entirely different characters, I feel like. They're both plastic, so they're both in like the same group. But they just like have like entirely different mentalities. How do you go about like in rehearsal process, uh, navigating how to play those roles and make those roles your own? Um, well, I didn't have a lot of time, unfortunately. Also, like I got scooped up to do Clueless kind of quicker than I wanted to. Um, so I didn't get a lot of time with the characters. So it was kind of quick, but you do one character at a time. Um, and actually the, the track is actually kind of similar, except it would be like on the other side. So it's kind of a mind boggle, but it was a, it was a, it was like, what, what's, <laughs> yeah. But I feel like I, there's a cover of you singing a Karen song of mine, which Karen? Are, at like one of the New York cabaret spaces, I think. Sexy, yeah. Yes, yes. So, I mean, what a fun bop. Like, I feel like that, my sister knew that song before I took her to see the show and she's not a musical theater fan. So it's like not, so it is a musical theater song, but it's like, it like kind of went viral, I think on TikTok and stuff. What a fun song to get to like explore. It did. I think I like people like used it in like the, their sound and stuff on TikTok. Yeah. And yeah, it it's a fun. I feel like people know that song from specifically TikTok. <laughs> I definitely feel like it's one of the strongest songs in the show. Sexy and Stupid with Love are my personal favorites. Well, Sexy, Stupid with Love, Warburn, obviously. Yes. In that order. <laughs> I actually really like. No, but no, I actually, love sexy. No, I can't. I can't decide. But those three. <laughs> I actually really like the Gretchen solo too because I. I mean, I didn't like it on the soundtrack, but I liked it lot. I like it live because there's so yes, much. Yeah, there's so much. Like, you need the show. Yeah, there's so much like uh, vulnerability in to that to that song and to that scene, and you're like, oh, you're like, I feel the same way, Gretchen. <laughs> Which is. So, yeah, I mean, I had to mention the comedy shows because learning that learning uh, that you're an actress and that you're like, I like straight acting that had me interested in in comedy. So I want to talk about your Broadway debut and shuffle along. So how do you prepare mental wise and like physicality wise rehearsal wise? to make that Broadway debut? Cause it's a huge deal when you're a performer in the theater world or an actress in the theater world. Oh yeah, I was so excited. I was so excited because it was on all, it was all of the huge black Broadway stars that I've been looking up to my entire life. So it was, like, it was a blast. I was quiet and listening to every single thing that happened, watching them 24-7 like a little kid. Um, with George C. Wolf and Savion Glover, I started tap dancing and Savion wow. Glover is telling me what to do. I'm like, this is, yes. this is this is what I need. This is everything I need. Um, 
So yeah, like, unfortunately, I actually didn't technically make my Broadway debut. I've never performed during the <gasps> show. Oh my gosh. Well, I was a, um, I was standby to Adrian Warren and Amber Mon. <gasps> um, and they well, you were standby to Adrian Warren and now you're, okay, so it came full circle a little bit. Sure did. Oh my goodness. That is so cool. So being in the same room as like all those legends what do you what what did you learn backstage like during the rehearsal process as like in I mean in that room as a as someone who is like new to that uh specific environment um what didn't I learn I learned everything were you starstruck by anyone the most um Yes and no, but like, because I was determined to be cool, but I do remember <laughs> on the very first day I was sitting waiting for rehearsal to start and Audra came around from behind, so I didn't see her. Goodbye. <laughs> She's like asking about the chair and then she was like, hi, I'm Audra. And I was like, you're like, I know. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. Can't you <laughs> but like, but that that one moment that taught me something it was just like no matter where you go in life introduce yourself I'm Zen yeah. you know what I mean yes you know like she knows I'm in the business and I probably know her but that's not the point it's the introduction you know and gather like, yourself it's like that is a star oh my gosh that um, yeah but yeah, yeah, watching her work, watching her ask for things, watching her ask, uh, all of the artists ask intelligent questions, um, getting what they need in rehearsal to create what they needed to create. All of these things are important. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't think my five-year-old self even realized when I was watching the 1999 Annie on repeat as a child like how much of a legend she was I just loved her because she was in Annie and yeah. I was like this movie is my favorite and yeah. my parents had to watch it like probably 500 times because I probably watched it every day <laughs> they knew all the words all the choreography <laughs> yeah. yeah we all did Annie child Annie yeah. was Annie was right righteous oh my god I always have to argue about like which Annie is the best and I can never decide between the 1982 and 1999. 1999, though. The Disney, yeah. 1999 slapped. But then, but then you have like the dancing and like the tumbling in the 1980, and you're like, oh. It's yeah, 99 is for the character moments. 99 yeah. was because of the characters. It was the character like. They got the best cast and they were acting their behinds off. Yes. It, oh my God. It's such a hard decision. <laughs> I still like, um, which one am I going to watch tonight? <laughs> In my mind, always. Double feature. Yeah. Yes. So I, on IBDB, it said that you were like, were understudying eight characters, like eight characters or something in that show or close to that and shuffle along. That's not true. How many were, was it? 
I, um, it also because I'm a swing, and that's also not true. I was a standby because oh. I really understudied principles. Um, I, if we had, if we had gone longer, I do believe, or it was my goal to learn the ensemble tracks as well. Yeah. And go on for the ensemble tracks as well. So I could do the tapping. Um, but I was actually like, I needed to do more training with my tap in order to get there. So I needed more time because I was deaf. I was hired to act. I was hired to do the acting and singing. Um, and then I can tap and I can tap well, but I wasn't like a hoofer like the other ensemble. So like that needed more time. So had we stayed open, I definitely like, I would have finished learning all of that. Um, so I actually never covered the ensemble people. I only covered the principals. Oh, wait, wow. That is, and how do you go about like same question applies that I have. How do you go about when you're covering like multiple principles, how do you go about learning multiple roles, like the lines for multiple roles? You do one at a time, you keep them separate and you, you plan out each track separately and then you review each track separately. Um, and if you review once a week, you'll be fine. Yeah. And a lot of highlighting, I imagine. <laughs> yes, color coding, yes. Yeah. I would, I would stress myself completely out. So props to standbys, understudies, swings, everything. It was extremely stressful, I'm not gonna lie to you, but you can do it. <laughs> so before I get into Tina, which iconic, what do you think made, it was 2016, the right time for Shuffle Along to come back to the Broadway stage? It wasn't because that's why we were shut down earlier. Um, unfortunately, like, I feel like it was supposed to be a revival. George C. Wolfe saw that it, the real story was in the making of, which made it an original, which made it so we had to compete with Hamilton and no one. Was no one competed with Hamilton at that time. So in terms of winning Tonys, we weren't going to. Howsoever, we were selling outrageously well because we had an amazing cast and it was an amazing show. So I do believe that if we were in a different season, um, different different uh, decisions would have been made. We would have long, ran longer. Yeah, I feel like I feel like even this year it would it would definitely run longer. But there's I mean there's so much. But still, I feel like there's so much appreciation for like revivals this year and which is making me extremely happy because I'm like all these iconic shows that I was too young to see, I can see now, <laughs> which is so fun. So you are currently on the national tour of Tina, which I saw on Broadway and I mean, and you share the role, so you, so does it work like you like split up the role four times a week or, or, okay, so I'm, and as I said, what a demanding role that is, because on Broadway, I was just like, how does she not run out of breath? I have asthma and I would be dying. I'd be face down on the stage just dead. So what was your, what was your audition process like for Tina? And 
what was it like getting to go in and like read the lines of Tina Turner, iconic legend? I wasn't really thinking about that. I was just, I was just running it. Like, you know, you do an audition like you do any audition. It's not Tina Turner. This is the script and her name is Anna Mae and go, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you're not thinking about that. You're definitely not thinking about that before you book the job. Um, thinking about the money. It, definitely. <laughs> you know, just think about that part. Um, but yeah, it was, um, it was just a couple weeks. I sent in a tape. Then um, I sent in a tape because I was filming Murder Mystery 2 in Paris when they asked. So <laughs> and then a month later, they said, read and sing. Then you read and sing again. No, read and sing, dance, read and sing again dance again and then I got it and that was it Ooh. so you had an exciting time in those couple months filming uh filming a very popular movie now in Paris which wait okay I for forget what platform it's on but my sister w was watching it the other day and Netflix. wanted to watch it with me it's on Netflix yeah yeah okay so iconic um, and huge movie. I mean, it got a second movie, so obviously, <laughs> but when you go into the rehearsal process, the rehearsal room for a show like Tina, where like, it's an autobiography of a person, how do you go about making a character you're playing who's actually a real life person, like your own kind of? Um, well, you got to take them off the pedestal and you make them a real person and you find the parts of them that resonate with you that you have in common with them. Um, I do everything physical first. So I look at YouTube videos and I see how she moves and how she places her mouth and she speaks and sings and, and I go in that way. And it's just, you know, like you have to, you have reverence for them, obviously as Tina Turner, but you have to make them a human because that's what they are. The extensive research still matters when you're, or especially matters when you're playing a human, like a real life person. So when you were doing research during that rehearsal process, what in your, what in her life that you didn't know already, did you find most fascinating to learn? Um, I didn't know that American, that all of the American record, uh, record labels were not messing with her. Um, I didn't know that. Like after Ike, like they wouldn't deal with her. Ike had actually tried to intimidate them not to deal with her, you know? So I didn't know that that is how she ended up recording with European writers and such because they did mess with her. I didn't know that. I did it. they were smart. <laughs> I didn't know that she was, um, in charge of um, choreography and styling of her and the icon. Um, so many things, but those are two things. She like put, she, she did everything involving the concerts. She was like the, she was like the main performer, the let me style all the clothes. Yeah, <laughs> everything, all the work and, and the dancing, wow. <laughs> I did all the music. The dancing is 
just like insanity when you were watching like the uh like her, her choreography and like youtube clips that she did where you're just like because it's fast the pace is fast i was happy i, I was like yeah that's cool she was doing like, yeah good work and she was really at some point it looked like tapping i was it like is. it yeah. does I was like, ah, I see, I see, I see. You're like, oh, okay. I want to do my own heart, you know? Yes. So during the rehearsal process or like, I mean, during any part of the tour, have you gotten to meet Tina herself yet? No, she's retired. She's grandma. Leave her alone. She's in Zurich, Switzerland, and she is sitting there. And that's where she belongs and that's where she deserves to rest. So yes. But you're like paying, hopefully paying tribute to her every night in the best way possible. Yeah. And I know she's probably like, she probably like keeps up with what's happening on, on, uh, with the show and stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, it's like, oh, these people are like, are like telling the story of my life. That's so cool. Yeah, maybe she does. Maybe she doesn't. Yeah, so cool. So, does your portrayal of Tina differ depending on who's playing these roles in of people in Tina's life opposite you? Well, it should. Um, you know, you should. You always want to be in a moment and respond to what's in front of you. So, I do my best to do that. Yeah. So, like, depending on like if like if like an understudy for like Rogers on or like yeah. Yeah, we try to do that. I can imagine the whole vibe changes. And like if the audience is really into it too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Does the dancing just go like to like 150% when the audience is like up in the up in the mezzanine dancing along? It definitely helps. <laughs> Cause that happened when I went to see the show. There were people who like got up in the aisle and they were they couldn't help themselves. They were dancing, they were apologizing to me, and I was like, no, have fun. Apologize for the dancing. Here, yeah. we like the dancing. I now, I have fun. to say, I do. I do have to go soon. So, do you have one last question? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, my last question would be: Is how would you convince people to come see Tina on tour? Well. <laughs> You have to come see Tina on tour because it is an epic musical. It's the kind of thing where you get your girls, or get your guys, and you all get drinks, and you cry, and you feel, and you cheer, and you scream, and you're doing all of the emotions tonight. Sure. And I need you to let it all out. And then I need you to get up and leave and feel invigorated to tackle whatever it is in your life that you have yet to tackle. Yes, yes, yes. Great answer. And also real quick, where can people follow you on social media to keep up with you? Oh, please follow me at Zurinspired, Z-U-R-I-N-S-P-I-R-E-D and Zurinspired.com and hit Murder Mystery 2 on Netflix and TinaOnBroadway.com for dates. Come okay. Yes, and I'll put everything in the description. Thanks for watching this episode of Backstage with Becca B. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Becca B Talks TV. 
or for more exclusive content from this interview and more, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Backstage with Bethany. Make sure to subscribe to my channel and like this video, or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give me a five-star rating. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you guys next time.